Hey guys, my name is Jen. Welcome back to What's Up Crimes. I'm sitting here with my co-host MK as usual. Hey MK. Hello everyone. And we have the honor of sitting with us the beautiful Zs. Zs is a Los <laughs> Angeles-based artist and she's now the host of MTV's Hip Hop My House. Zs, would you please introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, thanks. You're too sweet. Um, so my, I guess my given name is Zozo. Uh, I work as a production designer in LA. Uh, I'm also an artist. Um, and now I'm kind of going blank because I guess I just suddenly got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Actually, we were just having a conversation before we hit record. I was talking about how you're now a production designer and how do you identify yourself? And you said, oh, artist. So can you talk a little bit about what you've done in the past? Yeah. Um, okay. So I went to Maryland Institute College of Art for painting and graphic design. And when I graduated, uh, I started working as a graphic designer and like still did illustrations and paintings and sculptures. Really loved making clay miniatures. So oh, cool. for a couple, yeah, it's really fun. Um, I had an obsession with penguins. So I like just made like hundreds of penguin sculptures. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, now it's raccoons and possums. But anyway, uh, so I worked as a graphic designer until like 2012, but I was still like painting and doing sculptures. And then in my work life, I was um, designing illustrations and infographics, uh, logos for different companies. I would also do typography, like painted typography too. And then when I started off as a freelancer, I actually was making miniatures for this other art director named A.D. Goodrich, who's incredibly talented. And a lot of her work is uh, emphasizes things done by hand. So there's like a lot of pattern making, there's a lot of uh, things that are painted. And that's kind of when I realized this whole other world of production design and working in art department. And it felt so great because at that time, I always felt like uh, I had too many interests and like, like a jack of all trade, master of none. But then there's another part of that quote, which I'm completely forgetting at the time, uh, right now, but like, it just felt good to finally find something where I can use all of my skills and all of my brain. Oh yeah. So that's what led you into production design then? Yeah, well also I really love music. Um, like I love imagining and feeling what the song is about and what the visuals are too so the two kind of just went hand in hand yeah so you have the perfect job on hip-hop my house i mean that's essentially you're using like they're inspired the, the artist that inspires them and just envisioning that in their space that's so cool yeah it's a really fun concept it's really cool you should go watch it, you guys, because I watch it and I think to myself, whoever styles you for that, Z's, like, I need them to come to my house. Oh, I'll yeah. come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, A, I need you to come to my house to actually do the house, right? Yes. Yeah. You need to hip hop my house. Hip hop my house, but I also need hip hop my wardrobe because. Oh, yeah, whatever. that would be, I would love to do that because I feel like just looking at you right now, I feel like we have um, like similar, similar or like overlapping tastes. So I feel like we could have a lot of fun with like going shopping and like coming up with looks. Ironically, I was watching, maybe it was an interview, it was one of your interviews, I think. And you had on this like mesh top, which is like my jam right now is like the mesh top look with like the cami underneath or I whatever. I got one on right now. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. Yeah, and I was you like, guys have the same type, but those are all the shirts she wears on her Usually, podcast. yeah. This is a crop hoodie. <laughs> 
but normally yeah. I have on like the the mesh shirts. It's my thing. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you why I love mesh, and you tell me why you love mesh. I love mesh because it's like very sexy without being too revealing. You know, yeah, like you can, that's you, it. You can layer, yes. so you can layer different colors, patterns, and textures. And uh, I don't know. There's something about the fabric that I also like on my body. Okay. Soft and light. Yes, that's why I chose it, and that's why it's my favorite thing to wear, especially on the podcast. And I'm hot at all times, and when I have lights facing me, uh-uh. yeah, mesh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, mesh I know about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. I'm learning all about this. She's like, look up clothes on Amazon. I'm like, I need new work. Like, I haven't been shopping in three years. You know, I have the same work, adult stuff, and I need more fun. <laughs> yeah, I I spend a lot of time. Well, not not so much recently, but um, I just love clothing. I love fashion. I love shopping. So when sometimes when I get bored, which isn't too often, but like if I feel like, oh, I want to. Like I need something new or there's a different kind of style that I want to try. Like I'll just like go hunt down every corner of the internet for things that I'm looking for and then I'll just buy them and try them. Good advice, MK. Go for it. All right. So that brings us, Ziz, we know a little bit about your schedule, obviously, because we had to schedule with you for this. And we know that because you're doing production, it's crazy right now. Tell us about a typical work day. Let's say that you're on um, set for a day. What does that look like typically? Well, maybe I'll start with the process because um, the days are different all the time. Uh, So the process, you begin with uh, sort of a treatment from the director and the producer, which is basically your creative brief. Here's this music video, here's this commercial, the director will have a concept, um, and then you work collaboratively, collaboratively, you work with them to (laughs) bring that to life, right? And then it's a really fun like Tetris puzzle piece because you have time has a factor, you have budget has a factor. Uh, and then you're creative. And it's not like every project has its own, I guess, obstacles. So they're all very different. Um, so there's there's just like a lot of work that goes into balancing like, okay, sometimes I really have this big idea, but I don't have enough time. or So I have to like bring it down a little bit or I don't have enough money, but if I can be more creative or resourceful in this way, or depending on how I pick my team, because everybody that I work with is so incredibly talented. So they all have their own experiences and skills and ideas that they bring to. So depending on how we all brainstorm what we're trying to do, then we can kind of make that work. So the beginning process is sort of this like storm of ideas and creativity where you get really excited about something. And then you have to bring it into reality where sometimes that becomes a little bit more stressful because then you have to make decisions on what you can't really do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have something called a tech scout or location scout where we go to the places where we're going to shoot the thing. And then we talk about, oh, well, this won't work because this building has whatever's going on in it. Or then you or you realize like, oh, I'm gonna need like this type of truck or that type, you know, you just start to put the pieces together. Uh, So those usually take like three or four hours. They're really exciting because I've gotten the chance to visit places that 
I don't think like I would have ever been able to in like my past life as a graphic designer, you know, like I've been to um, non-functional like power plants, you know, I've been to wow. really, yeah, I've been to really beautiful mansions like all over Los Angeles or just like different types of ranches where the landscape is just breathtaking. And then because our hours are all over the place, you know, cause you're also shooting for different types of day. Sometimes my call time is like 4 a.m. or 6 a.m. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm not typically, like I wouldn't wake up that early, but it's <laughs> great because when I'm driving to work, I get to see the sunrise, you know, or yeah. if I'm like, working on a ranch. This one time I was working on a, a ranch in Santa Clarita. And I think when we were getting to location, it was still, dusk so that the sun hadn't come up yet and so there was like low-lying fog and there was like an owl flying through and you could see the moon i was like what the fuck's happening sorry <laughs> it's okay what's happening right now <laughs> <laughs> everything looks so magical yeah um, so that's the tech scout and then we go into prep mode prep mode is like we're bringing together all the pieces so I'll either have um, a shopper or a set decorator go to different prop houses to like look for the furniture or I'll work with like a construction or, or a coordinator or carp or a lead man to build flats or whatever like large construction pieces need to happen. And simultaneously I'm having conversations with the, the director and the producer, you know, like everything is happening at the same time. And then we get to the shoot day. Uh, well, sometimes you have a load-in too. Load-in is when you bring all those pieces and you can kind of build before the shoot day. Sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. Um, when it doesn't happen, you're, you're building, you're kind of playing relay race or tag team with camera. So we'll get there, we'll set up one, one set and then camera will come and then half of my team will already be building like the second set. So it's really fun for me because I just love the logistical puzzles of everything yeah. and everything also because there's like an urgency about it. You yeah. get an adrenaline rush because everything's a challenge and you're like, oh, can we pull this off? Like what happens if we fail? I'm not going to fail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a typical workday. Uh, there isn't quite one, but the energy is kind of the same where it's everything all at once, you know, and you try to like keep your creativity and your energy and your morale high so that you can create, yeah. but also the logistical part of your mind like has to be paying attention to what is realistic. Yeah. Back to the logistical thing about putting a puzzle together it, on a set. Is there normally one spot you pinpoint first and then build around it? Or is it different each time? I think it's different each time. So it depends on what the story is, right? Um, what's the concept? What's the story? The director will have like different scenes or actions that they want to do. So you can, you can start from there. Um, sometimes what I like to do in my creative process is I'll do the whole download, right? Um, what's the concept that the director wants, that the artist wants, what's the creative brief, what's the world that we're living in. And then I'll kind of throw it away for a little bit and then focus on the things that are, I'm being drawn to and, mm. and build that up. 
and then and then work in everything. So, but I also need like my own like space to sort of like figure out what this project wants to be. You know, it's so fantastic. If you guys follow Z's on Instagram, which you def should, there's a couple things that you'll see. One, you'll see a lot of raccoon memes, <laughs> which are super cute. And so when you're laying in your bed at like 2 a.m. trying to get sleepy and you're like flipping through people's stories and I come across a raccoon, I'm like, I'm on Z's story. <laughs> but two, you'll see a lot of like really cool behind the scenes stuff because I don't think I ever thought about what went into production design, to be honest. I'm paying attention yeah. to the action of what, what it is. Or I'm on an ad and I'm like, skip the ad. Like, I don't care what's going on. Yeah. Until I think I started paying more attention because of the stuff that you post. It's like, wow, a lot of thought goes into this. I think that's super cool because I really love uh, showing behind the scenes because because people, if you if you're if you don't make stuff, like if you're not um, an artist, a designer, creator uh, who works with physical things to turn them into other things, it kind of escapes you a little bit. Um, what that process actually looks like and how much work actually goes in. So I think it's really valuable to show that, but also to show how many people it takes, you know, like uh, I'm never working alone. I could never work alone. You know, I need to work with other people. So we kind of all come together and collaborate on this thing that we're trying to do. Yeah. And it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, you choose your team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's so your, I was just going to ask who your favorite people are to work with. Oh, I can't say that. There's too many. And if I leave someone out, somebody will get upset. I don't want to. Oh, perfect <laughs> answer. That's a good answer. I just wondered if there were like one or two that like are always your go-to, but it sounds like there's a larger team than that. That you it depends on their strengths, right? right. Like yeah, what, what the project is. Yeah, there there is a larger team. So I also work, um, I also work with other production designers too. So I'll pop into their projects and do set decoration or art direction or graphics, right? Because I have that background. So uh, my other friends, Amelia Steely and John Rishu are also really talented production designers. So I've worked with them. And so with John Rishu, his uh, art department company is called Nomad, right? Because we're all nomads. So that one is more of a collective. So that's, a, I guess, a great way to put it. You know, we there's a larger network and we'll kind of float around each other and different projects like say somebody is a really talented sculptor and they have like a specific style that they do um if i have a brief that comes in and i'm reading I'm like oh so and so would be great for this then i'll reach out to them for that that's fantastic team effort yeah exactly that brings us to this next question about what project you're most proud of if you had to pick one or a couple um this year I think, oh, I just, uh, I just, this music video just dropped with Lindsay Sterling, who's an independent artist. She's a violinist. Um, it's gorgeous. Have you seen it? Yeah. Well, the clip, oh my God, it's my, oh my God. Yeah. So that one's called Snow Waltz and she directed that. She came up with the treatment. She had these like really adorable, fantastic, like storyboard drawings that she had done. So the concept there is that space that we're in is the hall of holidays, right? Uh, it's Nightmare Before Christmas inspired. So you got Halloween that goes into Christmas and um, I love uh, Halloween. I love spooky, scary stuff. So when I read this treatment, I was like, I really want to do it. Um, and I had been trying to do stained glass windows for a couple of projects, like 
this is my this is my favorite thing about creating like I'll have just one thing that I want to try and then eventually I'll get a project where I get to try that and it's the best so wow. for the fall of holidays I designed um, the three stained glass windows that are there and then my art director and carpenter on that job Logan Blue and James Cullen they built these pieces and the, the arches arches are really hard to do like curves are really hard to do um, and they did an amazing job. And then the, the stained glass part of it is actually window cling. Uh, it's printed vinyl. So it's not like there's wow. no, there's actually no pain. <laughs> there's no, there's no glass or anything. I was going to say, how did you get the glass like that? Yeah, <laughs> it looks so real. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's, that's what's fun about our department. Um, it's, it's just like a different way of, of making and thinking about things. I think one of the greatest parts about talking to you is that typically when we think about a music video, so if we're going to use Grimes for an example, yes, I never we, thought of, we obviously have to talk about it, but I <laughs> was thinking about how when we as fans see her posts, we, all we see is like, oh, it's her and it's her music video. And I appreciate that she tends to tag all of the people that worked on it, the stylists and stuff like that. But we don't hear much about production designers. And so I think it's so great that we're getting to talk to you. This brings us to the grime stuff because the way I found your page oh, was yeah. somewhat one of the fan accounts, I think it was Princess Puck, had posted a picture of you with Grimes. And I was like, that's perfect meme material. And I really love to meme the people that work with Grimes because it's funny. <laughs> so I found I found your page. I stalked you, right? And then I found your page and I used that photo to to meme you. And people either take this very well or they don't. And you would message me back, like, oh, thanks so much. And so you were super <laughs> kind about it. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I appreciated that. And, and tell us a little bit about that shoot. Okay, so I was just the most excited. Uh, my friend John Rishu, that was his project, and he knew that I was a fan. So he was like, hey, I have this um, music video coming up. It's for this artist named Bella Porch, but Grimes is part of it. Do you want to work on it? I was like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Yes, yes, I do. Um, what What do you need? I'll do anything. Uh, so I actually did the graphics for that job, meaning um, there were different graphic design elements that needed to be either designed or printed. So, you know, he has this large format printer. We do a lot of vinyl details. Um, the Sucker Punch store in that, in that music video, I designed the, the signage in it. Yeah, and, then so I, cool. and then I sort of mocked it up, right? So that's printed vinyl on foam board. Um, so that was a two day shoot. Day one was the Bella and Grimes fight scene in the like evil dude's office. So that is shot at a art deco building that used to be a bank um, on Wilshire, which is a large street here, uh, sort of in mid city, that's the neighborhood. And what's, okay, so what's what's cool is, you know in that music video when they're fighting and they bust through the wall? Oh yeah. The cool yeah, that's family. a fake wall, right? So so that's um, that's a wall that they built on the day. Like, like they got wow. there. Yeah, so that, um, when you're looking at that scene, there's, there's curtains along the sides. Yeah, right. So behind those curtains are actually rooms. Uh, because now that building is sort of this like collective shopping place, right? So each vendor has a little room. So mm. behind those curtains is everybody's stuff. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then one of those rooms, we 
or two of them, we emptied out. Um, so that's where the that TV screen is. And then that's the fake wall that they built, which is actually foam, um, like styrofoam, that they built, that they, uh, they crashed through. So I got there and I was just like, kind of really excited and nervous and shy, but I also had work to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like in the parking lot making the signs. And then when the signs were in a good place, like I would poke my head in, uh, but because it's, it's not a big space, right? So you can't yeah. come and go when they're in the middle of shooting. So at one point when they were done shooting, done shooting a scene, like I popped in and then John's like, hey, come here, come here, you know? And so like, I spend the rest of the shoot like in a corner next to Video Village, which is where um, like all the monitors are that, you know, record label or producers or uh, managers, like that's where they can watch the footage happening. And it was really amazing and fantastic to watch her work, right? She's very professional. She's very caring. Um, she is trying very hard because like mm. there's there's some choreo involved. Like they had a yeah. stunt premiere because they're doing a straight up fight scene. And I remember, and she's so extremely sweet too. Like I remember she accidentally like hit Bella with- Right. Um, yeah. The Wolverine claws. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, are you okay? You know, and Bella's like, yeah, I'm totally fine. I've been in the military. <laughs> Bella um, said recently it was like the best, one of the best things that's ever happened to her. <laughs> really? Getting punched in the face by grabs? Yeah, I yeah. take that. Who else <laughs> can say it. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can slap me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's great. She's so sweet. It was really fun. I feel like maybe I cried, maybe I didn't cry, but I was definitely like, I don't get starstruck. Um, but I definitely felt like a shy, nervous, like lamb or chihuahua, right? Like my friend was like pushing me towards her. We're like, go say hi. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and you're like trying to find the right moment because she's always surrounded by someone like makeup artist or someone she's talking to on her team. And uh, she had just wrapped her scene. So I was kind of like, well, now's my chance, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I, I like, I feel like it's rude to interrupt people when they're talking. So it felt yeah. really like hard and weird to like kind of, cause she was talking to her makeup artist. And I was like, you've been talking to her all day. You know, <laughs> like, you talk to yeah. me. <laughs> so I kind of like jumped in there. I was like, hi, <laughs> you know, like, can I talk to you? Uh, and just like quickly told her that I was a fan and John was there and he let her know like that I had worked on graphics. And what's great about some talent is that they will acknowledge the people yeah. who are do working on the project. So she was very much like, thank you so much for working on this. I was like, yeah, fantastic. Um, and then I had a mannequin head uh, and I've like never, I've never like really thought about asking uh, a celebrity to sign something, but I was like, <laughs> I really would like you to sign this. So I felt like, I just felt really silly, but also like I'm going to cherish this for the rest of my life. And I kind yeah. of uh, <laughs> Was that so, just the first thing you saw or did you want that to be on a mannequin head? Oh, I wanted it to be on a mannequin head. I thought about <laughs> it awesome. because, because, um, cause that, so Bella Porch's music videos, uh, her concepts are really cool, right? Like, I don't yeah. know if you've seen them. Yeah. I love them. Uh, so it's kind of like, you know, robot girls, like, re um, revolting. 
Is that the right yeah. word? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, revolting against the man, right? Like I don't need to do your beauty standards. So I'm going to be whatever I am. Uh, also, I really love mannequins. So I figured like the head would be great. And uh, we had sourced these sort of like frosted mannequin heads. I also love making lights. So I was like, oh, well, if I get this head, then I can like stick a light bulb in it. And then that could just be a, like a part of my house. So I chose the head. So cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just listening to an interview the other day with somebody who creates like top of the line haunted houses. And they were talking about how they always include mannequins because mannequins are naturally creepy to people. So to I see you, beautiful. yeah, be like, this is great. I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple, I'm just looking around because I have like, bits and pieces of mannequins from different jobs. Um, yeah, I think they're pretty cool. They don't creep me out. You're making awesome. me feel better because my son wants one of those opposable dummy dolls, like the like Spirit Halloween. And he's yeah. like, I really want one. I'm like, you want that over like a, a cool costume? He was like, yeah. And I'm like, why? What are we going to do with it? <laughs> well, what's fun about it is like, the opposable things are cool because if he's in any way like creatively inclined like to drawing or whatever uh it's something that he can look at for how like different poses are without ah. maybe feeling self-conscious that he's staring at people that's how i think about it you just blew my mind <laughs> you have to do it now mk you have to yeah, buy, 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 buy him buy him the dummy or the dog okay <laughs> all right i'll tell him as soon as we're done here and then i will post photos <laughs> totally you have to do it i think what made that picture so great z's is the um you're so excited in that picture like your yeah. face is so naturally like happy and exuberant and that's what made it such great meme material versus like grimes <laughs> and grimes looks happy but with her like yeah. made up like raccoon look and yeah, oh, yeah. So dark. blade runner yeah exactly yeah um it was just such a like things you never thought or imagined right like the um the things that inspire you that you really attach to you never really quite think that you're going to be in the same space with them or like the same room with them. So it, I don't know, uh, it's experiences that I'm always grateful for because I kind of get them a lot as a production designer where I'm like, oh wow, like, uh, I don't know, you just feel so close to, to the thing. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's super cool and I appreciate you sharing your experience with that and that actually leads me perfectly to my next segue because because I then stalked you to find that meme material nice I, way to present that it's Jen. stalking <laughs> it's is cool don't lie we stalk everybody really talking strangers <laughs> like the 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 prime role of a Grimes fan page, whether you're a memer or not, is to stalk everybody around her because they'll post the content that's pretty cool and they'll be most likely to talk to you. <laughs> so not giving away secrets, Jen. I'm so good at this. I mean, that's why we're here now. Right. That's why we're here now. And I started a podcast because you cool people will come and talk to us about your cool jobs, right? Yeah. So when I um, then started following you, part of what was so fascinating about you was your style and the way you present yourself. and. I don't know, just your lifestyle as a whole, like your brand is fascinating to me. So can you talk a little bit about your clothes? Like what inspires <laughs> your fashion? Yeah, you're very authentic. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, okay, so as I mentioned before, I was a shy kid, right? Yeah. Um, and I guess like I didn't really have 
much opportunity as a, a child to like young adult to really express myself. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of took a lot of work to break out of it. You know, like I, there were always things that I liked, um, but I either felt too self-conscious or too controlled uh, to really be that bold. You know, like I was, I was always told a different story about the way that I should be. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And then one day you kind of get fed up. Yep. Yes. And, yeah. Cause like you, you internalize a lot of things and it's uh, really painful. And then yeah, depending on who you are and what access to different types of information or people to talk to, right. Yeah. You can kind of start to learn and understand, like, I don't have to listen to any of you and I don't have to be this certain way. I really just, if I'm living in a way that is beneficial to other people and not harmful, then I could just I could just do whatever I feel, right? Um, so I guess once I broke out of that, uh, I just started gravitating towards, I don't know, beautiful things, right? Like I love, like I've had every phase, I think. Um, I've had like super pastel. So important. <laughs> yeah, super pastel, super kawaii, super goth, super punk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they've all kind of like merged into mm-hmm. one. And in the past couple of years, I think I'm just trying to refine it a little bit, you know? Um, so I I guess, I don't know if it's, it's not always brands that I'm gravitating towards as a style. Um, Muxin is a Chinese brand that has a really fun style to me because it sort of is um, making contemporary Chinese fashion. And that feels good to me because I'm Chinese American. So connection to like Chinese culture can sometimes be hard for me yeah, uh, because of the American factor. But also, you know, now being older, like I kind of understand like, well, I can also make it whatever I want. Um, And then with my like own internal imagination of really loving things like fantasy and science science fiction and like cyberpunk and vampires, which is also why I really love Grimes, right? Like, yeah, yeah, she loves being a different character, right? And will like embody that character in everything she does, right? So it's in the music, it's in the lyrics, it's in the music video, it's in the fashion. Um, and that's also kind of how I see myself living my life too. Like, okay, today I just want to be like cute and cozy or, you know, today, like, you know what, like, I kind of want to feel like a powerful, like bad, tough girl, you know, like yeah. whatever it is like, oh, today I want to be a vampire. Today I want to be a fairy. Like, it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to yep. do it. <laughs> yep. It's like what RuPaul says, right? We're all born naked, but the rest is drag. Oh, I love that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a stylist that helps you out or do you do it all on your own? I do it all on my own. So for Hip Hop My House, there was a a stylist, but she was more there for Cam, but we ended up working together anyway. So I already had all of my pieces and her name is is Jay. Uh, On Instagram, she's Pretty Girl Jay, Uh, (laughs) J-H-A-Y. And so she would help me sort of like put the pieces together. Like I'm not really that great at accessorizing like little things. Um, I kind of go for like the bigger pieces, right? I can do that, but working with her, I kind of learned like, okay, like I could just like tack on a little bit more things um, like belts or jewelry or like, you know, that that kind of stuff. So 
uh yeah yeah there's specifically you're wearing like overalls in one episode and it's like everything and i want to say they're neon green oh like the coveralls yeah yeah okay so that's big bud press i love coveralls they're they're great when you're working working and i yeah. wear them for work work um so actually some of the clothes in there are my actual work clothes uh I did, I did have a budget to buy wardrobe for that show. So some of those pieces you see in the show, like I bought for that, uh, but some are also just my regular clothes. That is so cool. Um, makeup wise too, on the show, you have like jewels yeah. on your face and it's oh, just yeah. so perfect. Yeah. I, I think that kind of goes back to like, I, I do love to experiment with the way that I look, right? Because, um, I kind of think it's just boring to be one thing throughout your whole entire life. Like you haven't no. really wanted to like kind of figure out yourself and like hair grows back, you know, yeah. like I've had so many kinds of hair. I've like shaved it all off. Like it's been every single color. Um, and I feel like through, and I've also will like play with different kinds of makeup for that show. Uh, there are two makeup artists, um, Casey and Stephanie, and it was fun to collaborate with them because I think for makeup artists, people typically want like a glam beauty look, right? Like a natural yeah. glam yeah. kind of thing. And I was just kind of like, can we do like a line here? <laughs> like, can you, like, like I have some, I have like, I, I had like my own uh, like gemstones or, or stickers, pearls yeah. and stuff. And I was like, can we stick this on my face? Um, and I like brought all of my hair. I have so many hair accessories. Uh, so I brought like every day, like I always had these boxes of pins and clips and whatever. Like I got this guys. I got this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's craft time, but on my face. <laughs> we need to spend some time talking about hip hop, my house. How did you become involved with that? And what's that experience been like? Oh, it's wild. Okay. So, um, I wasn't trying to be on TV. Like I never wanted to be on TV. Um, so I was actually a production designer for the pilot. Um, so I'm working on the pilot. It's not part of the like season that you can watch, oh. but the showrunner, like a week before we were supposed to shoot, and this is like in the middle of COVID. So, uh, doing shoots during that time. Hi, Kitty. Sarah was, says like, hi. <laughs> really impossible. Hi, Sarah. You're beautiful. So... Uh, we're a week away from shooting and he asks me if I had ever thought about being on camera um, and would I be willing to do a casting tape and I'm the kind of person that is pr pretty open to experiences um, like I kind of think life should be lived and when things this is a new like growth of mine is like growth is like when you are kind of like afraid or nervous about something it's maybe something you should try yep yeah um because you never know so he asked me to do the casting tape i did it i was like super nervous i had to like drink a glass of wine and it's just like <laughs> like saying like what does music what does hip-hop mean to you like you know very much like this right like you're yep. a production designer what does that mean um and so I did it and I was editing it. Uh, oh, it, this also happened during Thanksgiving. So like everything is kind of crunch time because I was flying to Seattle to see my mom. And so I'm like 
at the airport, like editing this video to send to him before I get on this plane. And he's like texting me, David Miwa. He's like texting me, like, hey, did you send it yet? I'm like, I'm doing the airport. So I send it and then I just forget it because like there's too much happening, right? Like because I'm also designing and getting ready for the actual like makeover of this house and then I'm gonna go see my mom. It's a lot. Yeah. So I forget about it and then a couple days later, um, one of the producers, Sophie, she calls me and she's like, I want to congratulate you. You're now our new co-host. I'm like, what does that even mean? Um, So I did the pilot. It was really difficult because I, at that time, didn't have any on-camera experience. Yeah. But the the showrunner also directed the pilot, and he was very great at sort of um, giving me direction and sort of like letting me know, like, oh, you you do have good set awareness because I've been on set before, right? Yeah. So kind of know like camera this way camera that way because usually I'm trying to avoid the camera Um, (laughs) now I'm in front of it Uh, funny how that works (laughs) right (laughs) and I guess um because I just kind of have to be a different character of me right like an interior designer it wasn't that far of a jump you know like I'm not uh learning lines and like pretending to be like a whole different person so the pilot happened, then I forgot about that because I just like went back to regular production design life. And, you know, I think a part of my brain was like, okay, nothing's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I think like six months later, I get a call that the show was greenlit. And I kind of had the same moment of like, what does that even mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are, I don't know what I've gotten myself into. Uh, can't stop it now. Um, so I think shooting took like four or six months. Uh, it was like kind of the heart, one of the hardest experiences that I've yeah. ever done. Cause it, it wasn't, it wasn't so much like, I guess it was, the job is hard. Like it, yeah. it changed yeah. and taught me a lot. Right. Like I have a newfound respect for like people on camera. Um, because you have to be in such control of yourself. Yeah and your uh emotions too like you you kind of can't have a bad day yep um because when because you're on camera you know and there's a a whole team behind you too right like and you don't want to be like (laughs) the thing that makes it fail because you're having a bad day um and people's jobs are on the line too exactly yeah and again like it's such a collaborative thing like everybody's invested um i don't know the exact number of people that worked on the show like probably like around 30 or more um but everybody like wants it to succeed and it was it was really like we had a lot of fun on that show too um the actually like the beat like we would joke that the real show was the behind the scenes of the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it was actually it was kind of like a combination of um the office and <laughs> uh party down mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> all of the behind the scenes um but yeah it was definitely the hardest thing it's so interesting to hear you talk about how difficult it was for you because you come across like such a natural totally yeah and the first time i turned it 
on to watch it, I was like doing laundry in my sweatpants. And I was thinking to myself, the reason why it works so well with you in the show, the reason why we watch home design shows is for the host, right? So like Fixer Upper, we watch because we like to watch Joanna Gaines and Chip. And then we oh, also yeah. know that there are HGTV shows where the hosts are insufferable. And like, mm. you, and you don't want to watch it. Like you turn it off after five minutes. And why I liked watching you so much was, A, you brand yourself really well. So the style worked for me. I was really interested in that. And then the way you speak on camera is very natural and genuine, that you don't feel like you're watching somebody BS their way through a show. Yeah, <laughs> so it was very natural. earnest, very earnest, very calming. You have like a very calming presence too. Yeah. And it well, can be a stressful, you. you know, like the situation itself like is stressful and you bring like the calmness to it. Thank you. That means a lot because, you know, I get I don't really get feedback on the show and it's like my first on camera role. Um, like I get feedback from my friends and and they also say similar things um, of of me being natural on it. But I I also think it's just because like I don't really know what else to be right. Like, yeah. um, you know, and I think part of it is also having a good team of people to direct you. Right. And yeah. sort of like tell you like, okay, this is what we're going to do today. Um, you know, do everything in your own words. It's fine. You know, you also take a lot of takes. Um, I also like kind of get to a point, I mean, I'm like always ignoring cameras anyway for work. So I think that, to sort of mentally prepare myself for doing the show, I would just kind of be like, okay, it's just me at work. You know, like I just yeah. kind of feel like let go of the mountain of self-consciousness uh, and just kind of like do this part of my job because this is my job now. Yeah. It really works. And so honestly, you know, you mentioned you weren't sure you ever wanted to do something like be on camera and I felt the same way when I learned that you had a show I was like that <laughs> seems surprising to me because you seemed like such a behind the scenes person that that surprised me but your charisma in that show and like MK said the calmness and the authenticity versus like the hi welcome back to hip-hop my yeah, house just, and we yeah, know just che cheesiness that <laughs> oh a my lot god of people yeah. yeah, actually, <laughs> you just reminded me there were definitely some takes of <laughs> that <laughs> where I would get frustrated because, um, like, sometimes the direction was just like, I'm not going to do that or I'm not going to say that. And, um, like, okay, so that show really helped, like, break me of a couple of things, right? Like, I think that I'm a lot more open, silly, and carefree than I was before that show happened. And I think part of it is just like, I had so little control in that type of environment. Like really yeah. the main thing I could, could, could control was like how I looked and what I said. And there's a point that I had where I was like, you know what, I'm just, fuck it, I'm just, sorry. I'm just gonna have fun. <laughs> I'm good with the bleep button in editing. I learned how to do that recently. <laughs> okay, great. I read your email and I was like, oh no, this is gonna be hard. I'm gonna try. <laughs> and you're only saying it when you're excited. So it's it's it serves a purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's my spice on top. <laughs> yeah, but like I had this moment where um we had to do whatever like advertising thing. So <laughs> It's like social stuff. Oh, you're and like, like posing. And like, I'm like, well, okay, that's another story. I do have another story about that. But uh, it's shit. It's, it's stuff like. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't wait to edit. I'm already excited. Yeah. It's stuff like, um, 
Hey, I'm Zee's Louise, and I'm the new co-host for Hip Hop My House. Catch us on Paramount Plus. You know, like so, like <laughs> so like, authentic. That was kind yeah, of and like they would though. they would like throw in they would throw in like language that like is kind of out, out of character for me, and so like you have different. It's always like an emotional roller coaster. Like you read it, and you're like, I'm not gonna say that. Like, what am I gonna yep. say instead? Oh no, I have like right now to figure it out. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of fun. So I did have moments where I would kind of just like <laughs> play up the character because I was like, what? Okay, fine. <laughs> um, but with the posing part, so for the, for the, in you see it in the intro <laughs> where we're like kind of walking down the street, I think. Yeah. And then like oh, yeah. and I like meet at the end and then we go like this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I didn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like we did a take where we walked down and David is like, okay, can you like cross your hands and like lean towards each other? And Cam's like, that's cheesy. And I'm just immediately like, no, I don't want to do that. And David goes, please just try it. I'm like, okay, fine. So then we like did another take and I did it. Um, and then they ended up use it, using it. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it looked pretty good to me, but you know. I, yeah, I didn't, I uh, yeah, didn't get well, a cheese factor from that. That's the other thing that I learned too, is um, uh, learning how to be a little bit more flexible, yeah. right? Like, cause you know, there's also that voice in my head that's always like, oh, that's not, like, that's not the vibe learned. Or like, I wouldn't do that. But I kind of had to learn how to trust other people, right? Like I learned, had to learn how to like, trust the makeup artists and the stylists and the directors, you know? Uh, cause it's, it's just such a new, it's just a, a different way to think when you're in front of the camera, right? Like I just never, I don't know, just didn't occur to me yeah. before. You have such a great perspective on it because you're used to being the person that they need to rely on to make everything look good behind yeah. the scenes. Out of curiosity, well, two questions. Out of curiosity, going back to when you were talking about, you know, you were in an environment where you didn't feel free to express yourself, what age did that happen for you where you felt like, okay, I'm just going to do what I want to do? Oh, um, for 15 or 16, somewhere between 14 and 16 was when I got fed up and just, um, started to figure out how to live my life for me. Yeah. It's a good age. Okay. Yeah. Second, very random question. So how did you go from Zozo to Z's Louise as your brand name? So, um, okay, always playing around with my identity. Um, I, would I would always draw my name different ways, Zozo. So like through the years, it's been like Z squared because of the two Z's. Yeah. Or, or just like ZZ, like two Z's. Yeah. Um, which is actually how I still sign off my emails, but that's more habit. And I kind of yeah. get to realize that people will call me ZZ. So it's just so many names. But um, I also like to mess around with how things are spelled. So, you know, leet. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. So like vowels are numbers and mm -hmm. whatever looks similar. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that a lot too. I still do that. Um, and then I was thinking more about like, okay, what, what, what is, uh, what's a funnier, what's a funnier name? Like, I, I think I had just kind of reached my point of like different ways to play with Zozo. And I really love the phrase geez Louise. Yeah. Because, uh, the thing that I love about 
my work is creating an experience, right? You're essentially creating an experience for the viewer or the artist, or like when you're actually working on set, I also like to make sure that the experience of working is fun too. And one of my friends, Eugenia, she actually says, geez, Louise. And I think it's so cute. Um, and I like it has this like, so geez Louise is like, you're, you're kind of frustrated, right? Yep. Or like, or like surprised, yeah. um, but it's also just really cute. So I was just trying that out for my Instagram handle and then I made it my website. It just stuck, like I really liked it. And then when I was production designing the pilot, um, the showrunner, once I got cast, he wrote me in Haziz Louise. And then, yeah, and then it stuck. <laughs> I love that pun. It's so cute. And uh, on your website, you, you describe this too, and yeah. that you like it because it, it like summons like shock and surprise. And you kind of like to bring that to your, the experience. It's funny and a little mischievous. Like I like a yeah. little, like a, like a, I'm, uh, my friends describe me as chaotic good. Yeah. Oh. Like, like I like <laughs> a little good mischievousness. Yeah. yeah. Fit your personality. One yeah. more question for you before I move on to our folks questions that they asked you and submitted to me. You got to go to the VMAs. I assume that was because of Hip Hop My House. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. You look so cool. I know. Oh, thanks. I was so nervous. <laughs> that must be nerve wracking. Just the, the red carpet experience, like from that perspective, like you were on camera. You are a yeah. TV personality. Yeah. Okay. Because like, because I for I forget, like, it's not like it's a core part of my personality that I'm a, on TV or, or a host, so I will forget about that sometimes. Um, so when the VMAs happened, I was in between jobs, um, like meaning, meaning I had probably just shot something and then was prepping for two other things. And then I got an email asking if I wanted to go to the VMAs, which were in New Jersey, I'm in Los Angeles. And so then I kind of had to scramble. It was like a week out. So then I'm kind of scrambling like, oh no, like I immediately just said yes. And then yeah. <laughs> I had to figure out like, okay, when and how do I go? Like I'm doing all these other things. And then um, my other my other friends um, all were also going, but because they have production design work that were that was nominated. So then it was also like, oh, are we, are we gonna go together? We're we gonna share it Airbnb? Like, oh, they don't have tickets yet, but I already have a ticket yet. Like, you know, um, but then there was this other part of it where they asked me if I wanted to do interviews too. So, you know, you, you walk the carpet and everyone's taking pictures. Like it's uh, that big, um, they had like that big wall that had VMAs. And I have this, I have this video of it, but on the other side of that is literally bleachers full of photographers. Wow. And you have these dots on the ground. Yeah, you have these dots on the ground where you stand. So uh, first dot, you get this, you get this section of photographers. Second dot, this section of photographers, and you move down. And um, I don't know. That was really fun and nerve wracking because it's yeah. just like. Again, no control over how you look. Yeah, <laughs> like, don't don't fall. Don't fall. Don't fall. Is everything is everything right? Like, <laughs> how's my hair? Like, it's like is is my dress okay? You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and MK and I were just talking about this. We filmed a podcast last week on plastic surgery, the craze for plastic surgery. And part of what we talked about is it feels really uncomfortable when you're not the one taking the selfie because you you don't have the control over like what parts of your body you like or don't like. And you know your angles. Yeah, versus like they're getting every part of me. And anyway. You can't be like, can you do that one over? Like you can't like tell them to do it. It wasn't sucking in. Like, can you do it again? Yeah, well, what's funny is, like, I don't think that I was sucking in. Uh, I Mostly what I do is, like, try to make sure that my posture is right. Yeah. You know? um, so, like, I, I do this a lot to, like, okay, not slouching, right? Okay, cool, great. Um, but, yeah, it it's it's pretty fun. Um, I That was definitely, like, a big thing that I had to deal with being on the show is just sort of letting go of control. Um, I've only seen like two or three episodes. Like I haven't seen the whole series. We've seen more than you. What? Is it hard to watch yourself? Oh yeah. Cause it's kind of just like, oh, I talk like that. Oh yeah. Or I (laughs) look like like that. You know, I, you know, it's like when you see yourself as this whole other I stick my tongue out a lot. I did not notice that. (laughs) I, I think I noticed it a lot because I, I do it a lot in photos. Uh, I even got a comment once like on my stories, like, why are you always sticking out your tongue? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Who it says just, that? <laughs> it just is like, a, it's just part of the pose. Um, <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was like watching an episode and I had like done it two times or something. I was like, oh God, <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't even notice that. And it I don't know, just seeing your seeing that dress too at the VMAs, you and I have a very similar body type. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that looks so good on her. And that kind of style would look good on me. And now I need to like look into that kind of stuff. And Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 I love that dress. It's from Reformation. Um, and like it's like the top part. Uh I don't know. I don't. I don't have any of this language, but that dress just fit really well. Yes, <laughs> and it I did. Felt, and I felt sexy, and I felt confident in it. That's what it looked like. The body confidence on, and yeah. the, just the confidence in general, your posture in general was was awesome. So, thank you for that. I put out a prompt on my story. You guys are so good at responding to those, and you get very excited when we bring guests on. And I love the DMs. Keep those coming when we bring some guests on. You guys were very excited to talk to Zeeves, and you submitted some questions. MK, let's start with those. Sure. Um, so, Mad Dog House. Oh, wait, no, sorry, excuse me. Sonia speaking. Um, what would you like to see in the entertainment industry do to bring more Asian American talent into the business? I kind of do talk about this a lot. Like it hasn't been until recently that I've started to see more Asian people on sets. Yep. Um, I have two. I have two Asian American friends who are production designers, Cindy Chow and Michelle Yu. Uh, they work as a team. They were actually nominated for the Emmys for their work on um, Black Lady Sketch Show. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, they're they're amazing. They're fantastic. They also did this other show called Waffles and Mochi that my other friend who's a puppeteer. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Okay. So I also low key worked on that one too. Um, oh, cool. Zamora, <laughs> her company is Viva La Puppet. Amazing, fantastic, like crew of talented people. Uh, so she's Waffles and Mochi, um, and then and that's how I met uh, Cindy and Michelle. And it wasn't kind of like until I met them a couple years ago where I was where I started to like 
will A, uh, get in touch with other female production designers mm -hmm. and B, other Asian, like Asian production designers. And it slowly started to click to me that representation really was important. Like, yes, mm -hmm. logically, I know representation is really important, um, but I didn't quite understand how that applied to me yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there was something really comforting about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. So I think that, I mean, the way that you do it is just, you just keep hiring a diverse group of people and you find ways to foster the curiosity in the entertainment industry for people of color and minorities. I, okay. you know, I know that's like a broad answer, but it's but, easy. It's that easy, though. Like I work yeah, for a just, corporation that's like you just have to keep hiring people to keep it diverse here and look at candidates like and if you're not catching the right people, keep looking. Yeah. Yeah. I would say make an effort. Right. Because um, there's a plenty of like great, good, talented people uh, out there and you kind of have to make an effort to hire a diverse group of people um, and create opportunities for them. For me, I think the biggest one is, is fostering curiosity because it's so easy to get discouraged when you're trying something new. And especially when there isn't a um, prescribed roadmap, right? Like yeah. being an artist, being a creative, working in entertainment is not like, there's not one way in. Like yeah. people come, mm -hmm into the entertainment industry through so many different routes. So just, I don't know how you do that, but just creating um, an open environment where people can like ask questions, you know? Based on that, Ziz, you mentioned earlier with your style that you like to support Chinese designers to tap into that part of yourself. How else do you feel that you connect with that Chinese part of your heritage? Food. <laughs> Heck yeah. Food. Um, I'm slowly sort of I getting into history. Yeah. Um, so my family is from Taiwan. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a lot of there's a lot going on yep. within Taiwan because Taiwan is democratic. China mm -hmm. is communist, and Taiwan used to be part of China. So. Mm -hmm that's another sort of like identity struggle mm -hmm. um i love looking at different chinese artists um ren hang is a photographer who passed away a couple years ago but um i had the opportunity to go to one of his shows and meet him in person and his work deals a lot with identity in china china's like morality laws you know mm -hmm. like self-expression there is not very free so i think that's something that i also identified with so i think that ways i get in touch with my chinese heritage is sort of recognizing that even though i grew up in america like there's still a, a certain kind of struggle that is similar yeah um understanding traditions and how important family is too um and and why why our family dynamics are the way they are like my family was was heavily patriarchal and that caused so many problems but understanding the history of how you got there because yes. china has such a deep history and yeah i don't know those kinds of things are valuable um different chinese 
actors, actresses, musicians, um, just sort of like seeking out other creators like me, I guess, mm -hmm. is one way I do that. But I don't know, also food. I like that answer. <laughs> yeah, I cook a lot too. So that's that's one way that sort of feels like home, I guess. I like that. Yeah. Um, so the next question I have is from Romer. What is your favorite Grimes song and album? Okay, so I was thinking about this. Um, <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough <laughs> yeah, it's hard. That's what I was also thinking about. Um, all right. I obviously love everything. Like, uh, because she's so experimental and that is what's really beautiful. Like, she's really, uh, I think, like a creative genius, like a synth creative genius. And I, right now, like, I guess I would say that I do really love Miss Anthropomocene, like the whole album. So what I used to do was uh, we have a park here, Griffith Park, and mm. I live in the city. So it's there's a lot of light pollution. And one of the things that I like to do is like at night drive through Griffith Park because it's dark and yeah. I would like blast Miss Anthrop Anthropomocene because the vibe of that album is just really fantastic. Like I feel like the it creates this environment where like, I don't know if you've ever been up at like 4 a.m. like working on something and you're just like really in the zone or really in the flow or like, uh, I don't know, high off your own creativity. Yep. Yeah. Like that's, that's what that album feels like. But it also has this like, to me, wonderfully balanced, um, sexy, grimy and dark energy that yeah. I really like. Like yeah. it's really sexy. It is. It's it's like smoldering. It, yes. it, it has that that quality, but you can listen to it and also do other things at the same time and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Not all albums have that dichotomy. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. We approve. She didn't say Getty <laughs> Primes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. That pretty much answered all the questions that we had. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I just want to thank you for being curious and interested. I mean, and asking me to talk and being curious about what I do and, and your, um, your community and your listeners too, for sending in questions. I think, I think that's really awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to follow up with you. You mentioned that being on camera was really uncomfortable for you. How was it being asked to come on a podcast? Oh, I was really excited. Well, I think Yay. the most, the main thing I was excited about was just, um, it, it being a kind of like a Grimes podcast and yeah. like <laughs> we already had this interaction like being a Grimes meme account and you know I, I've I've done some interviews like you know through MTV and but this one is different because you reached out to me and like specifically had questions about the work that I do um but in it and it all sort of like grew organically out of literally the work that I did yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I think that was fine. A fun fact, you that day, I remember waking up that morning and I was like, I'm going to reach out to Z's. You were the person I was most anxious to reach out to of everybody that I talked oh, to. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I was like, I, I, when you said yes, she chatted me. She's like, I knew she said yes. Like I was midway <laughs> through my work day. Cause I, yeah, you were the most, something about you was just so fascinating to us and you know, your, your artistic craft was super fascinating. So we appreciate your time so much. Thank you for coming on and talking to us and to other Grimes fans. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank you.